Hello, and welcome to the Polygon Show. I'm Simone de Rochefort, and I'm joined, as always, by Allegra Frank. Hi. Chelsea Stark. Hello. And Ashley O. Hi. I feel like, Chelsea, one day I should say hello in your place and see if anyone notices. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's do that next week and see if anyone notices. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's on schedule. You know, usually I have something to ask you guys, but I didn't think of anything this week, and I just have no natural curiosity about your lives. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I was just reflecting. This is not a question. This is very self-absorbed. But I was just thinking, like, we all kind of sound the same every time we say our hellos. Like, I feel like we always use the same, like, cadence, you know? Like, Ashley's always kind of like, hi. No, I said... Hi. <laughs> no, you yeah, I did, did not sound like that. Yeah, I did. I totally did. I went, hi. <laughs> okay, so. But I gonna... always sound super enthusiastic, which is very not like me. And I don't <laughs> know why I do that. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys a question. Okay. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay, it's almost like email time, except <gasps> it's me. <laughs> That's the title of this segment. Almost email time, except it's Ashley. <laughs> Do you have a question or are you coming up with one right now live on the on the air? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm doing it live. Oh, I'm no. Do, I'm doing it live. If you could stock your house with one thing that would replicate itself endlessly, what would it be? Marie Callender's turkey pot pies. <laughs> Wait, what? Marie Callender's turkey What's pot pies. What's a Marie pies? Callender? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Sorry, I was Marie Calendar. It's a hashtag brand, Ashley. It's a, they they make pies and they have restaurants in the south and they They have restaurants. Yeah, yeah but they're I've called been. Calendars? No, her name is Marie her Calendar. Her name is Marie. It's her name. But it's spelled not like the 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 tool for telling time, but C A L L E N D. AR. Calendar. Are, are they available in grocery stores worldwide? They're available in grocery stores everywhere. <laughs> if you look in the frozen food section, you'll find Marie Calendar's turkey pot pies. <laughs> you know, Allegra, I love to have a Marie Calendar's turkey pot pie at the end of a long day when I don't really feel like cooking. I just go to the supermarket. I buy a Marie Calendar's turkey pot pie. I, I, it's really easy to microwave. I put it in the microwave for five, six minutes, and it comes out steaming hot and ready to eat. Wait, Pat says no ad reads today. <laughs> Pat's not here, so. That's true, so Simone went rogue. <laughs> so now we can advertise whatever brands we want, <laughs> no matter if they're paying us or not. <laughs> I am awaiting my $100,000 Marie calendar. I'm, I, Marie's coming to see me tomorrow to give me the check herself. I'm going to take you, you to calendar. Texas, though, and take you do a Marie Callender's restaurant. To church. I'll eat pie. Okay, Dude, wait. They're key lime pies. Do they serve? They don't serve the frozen food. They serve. They serve like restaurant food. It's kind of I. I don't remember if it's a buffet or not. Honestly, a buffet. Buffet. A buffet. I like buffets. I'm not sure that I'm okay with buffets. <laughs> do you just want them to serve the frozen food? No, <laughs> no. Just, you're like, can I get the turkey pot pie? They just okay. put the box on your plate. <laughs> <laughs> But that's like the worst. You go, you go over to the bank option. of microwaves. <laughs> okay, listen, listen. There's frozen food, which you heat up and then you eat. And then there's hot food that is cooked and then immediately served to you. And in between those two things, there's buffet, yeah. where it's hot food that is cooked hours ago. I just and said I you can't... come in and pick it up. And it's been sitting there for seven hours yeah. and little kids like touch it. And then they're like, mm, I don't 
actually want I'm this. No, it's, been, it's been microwaved seven hours ago, and they all just put it out there <laughs> as a buffet. It is the worst option of all of the options. I don't food. actually know. Microwave, it's like, it wasn't even hot to begin with. It was lukewarm. It was lukewarm. Uh, it naturally defrosted. <laughs> anyway, Allegro, what would you... Um, okay, it would probably be extra crunchy peanut butter. Teddy's oh. organic extra very crunchy. Ew. Would you like to do an ad read for that also? <laughs> you know, Simone, sometimes all you want is a piece of toast. But not just a dry piece of toast, Simone. Sometimes you want some peanut butter with a little crunch. You want something that sucks all crunch. the moisture Actually, out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. I, I, I'd rather, with not just a little crunch, Allegra, but a lot of crunch. I what would, would I, what would I do crunch. for that? And, you know, there's a really great brand for that, I've found. What's because I sometimes I just really want that extra crunch. And the brand I've found, <laughs> right the down, Simone. It's called Teddy's. Teddy's Extra Crunchy. T-E-D-D-I-E. That's the secret. I-E, Simone. Why did that twist make me laugh so much? Here's the secret. It's I-E. Oh my god, that's what makes it so crunchy. It's that extra crunch. It's not just straight to Y. They stop at I-E. That's where the crunch comes from. I haven't heard of either of these products. This is news to me. I'm glad I asked this question. We need to go shopping. Uh, Chelsea, what's your Okay, uh, I I would say something that is not this, but I can't think of a brand name, but like something that's like an Andy's mint. So like <gasps> chocolate and mint. Mm. Just a line of those. Mm. Why not Andy's though? No, Andy's is fine. But I mean, what if I got a high class fancy version of that? Oh, because you can in- infinitely replicate it. Yes. So like, oh, a, like a fancy, the okay. fanciest version of an Andy's mint. So I noticed you guys all gravitated towards snacks. My answer was actually going to be toilet paper. Because <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. What? Just now. Why? Because <laughs> I like going to the bathroom. <laughs> I look at you. I see a need for toilet paper. Wow. <laughs> Allegra's going to follow it up with, because you're a walking turd. <laughs> I knew that I knew you were gonna say that. Anyway, I guess if snacks, so since I'm being shamed for a necessity. Some things you can't wipe off. Like what? Shame? (laughs) Yes. Mascara is pretty hard too. That's true. Uh uh snack. Snack, snack, snack. Oh, you ever have those uh what are the they're like those uh snap peas, but they're like crispy? Oh, oh like the wasabi peas? Oh no. No, no, no. no. They're like puffy. They're almost like on earth. I I think a, you, no you know like the texture of like cheese balls like cheese poofs mm-hmm. it's like that but for snap peas please don't call them she cheese said, poofs she said cheese on wait peas cheese Pe- on earth peas on earth no there's like a yeah, but like harvest something there snap totally peas. is a brand of like, like crunchy snap peas that are baked and they're yeah. called like world peas or peas on earth or like I don't think they're called peas on earth but that's a good name. I like world peace. Harvest snaps. Okay. Yeah, they are. So, Harvest snaps. So it's neither of the things that I said. So if you want a low-calorie snack, all right, that is light in taste and texture, but provides a nice light crunch, you should consider Harvest Peas. Or Harvest Snap. Fuck. Mm. Harvest. <laughs> now we're not getting that Harvest Moon. Great ad read. Just Harvest. at the very end. Wait, Harvest, Harvest Peas. Fuck. <laughs> Harvest snaps, fuck, and it just cuts away. I'm sorry. Uh, now say their famous tagline: "Peas on earth." Oh, I oh, I just made one up. I was gonna say, "Oh, for for the for the the crunch, the cr- the crunch." <laughs> I'm looking over Ooh. my. You have to turn your head. It's so the crunch. 
That's that's your talk show like, intro, or not your talk show, but your like sitcom intro. Where you're like, yeah. and and featuring Ashley, <laughs> yeah, and featuring a crispy crunch. Let's talk about some games that we're playing this week. <laughs> Chelsea, I kind of want to start with you because you're playing one of my favorite games ever. I'm not. I am playing Catherine. Yeah. Yay! Oh, cool. Please tell us what Catherine is playing Persona 5, yes. Uh, Catherine is about, you are kind of a dirtbag man. Yeah. Yeah. And you are married to, or not, you know, you're not married to a woman. You're, You're in a relationship with, a long relationship with a woman who seemingly wants to take the next step and you're like not about it. And... The gameplay is really interesting because it is in two sections. There's like the daytime part where you are like texting back with her and then this other woman that appears. This is not a big spoiler because it's like very obvious very quickly. It's another woman who is also named Catherine. Both women are named Catherine. So the daytime parts of it are basically like a dating sim. Yeah, it's like a dating sim. You having dialogue with your friends and having dialogue with the Catherines. I am playing up this dirtbag to even more dirtbag. He is not so great. I have when I'm never playing him. played Dirtbag Vincent before. Oh, I, I know there are some very, very interesting endings with Dirtbag Vincent, um, but I couldn't be mean to Catherine with a K, my my fiance. Catherine with a K is very nice. But, I love Catherine with a K, but like I don't know, it just it spoke from my heart that I didn't want to be with either of these people. So we should mention the nighttime sequences, which are nightmare block climbing puzzle games that are amazing, and I would I. Love the gameplay so much. You you are Vincent still, but you have ram's horns and you're in your like boxers with hearts and you're carrying a pillow and you're climbing all these bo- blocks and pushing them around. It's like mm-hmm. stressful puzzles because also the, like a sheep. Everyone's a world. sheep. There's also stressful sequences in the boss. The final stage of every night is a boss stage and there's like giant monsters things chasing after you mm-hmm. that are really scary. It's really surreal. So why are you playing this very old game at this moment? I guess because it's Persona adjacent, also because it was like something that I tried to play when PlayStation Now came out, and I was like, "Oh, I want to play this," and the latency was so bad that I couldn't do the puzzles oh, at the God. time. And then we just bought a copy and uh, are playing it. Sean and I are playing it, passing the controller, but I'm making all On the bad decisions. PS4, uh, PS3. Oh, okay, yeah. Are those dream sequences that these puzzle segments or? Basi- yeah. They're kind of they, they are dream sequences, but basically there's this mysterious thing happening in the world where men are dying in their sleep for no conceivable reason, and people are talking about oh mate, there's this curse. The, all these men were afflicted by this curse, and all these men were cheating on their girlfriends, and they got cursed and they died. And you, Vincent, have just almost unwillingly started cheating on your fiance Catherine and you started having these dreams where you're running from monsters in your sleep up endless towers of blocks and so you start kind of piecing together uh, relationships between the men in the bar that you attend and then the sheep that you meet in your dreams every night. It's really interesting and I think I've met a lot of people who don't like it because it is very like it deals it centers on these men who are cheating in their relationships. But I actually really liked the way that it was presented and the way that it's talked about because I feel like the game, despite all all of its... It is a sexist game. I won't say it's not a sexist game. But it is also, I think, quite sympathetic to a lot of the women in the game, in my opinion. No, I mean, on on first blush, you think, okay... Catherine with a K is 
drawn as this like nagging person who wants who's like trying to control Vincent's life and trying mm-hmm. to tell him to get his his shit together and all this stuff and and it doesn't feel you're like oh but she and then you realize it's like okay you're being drawn to hate these people yeah like, actually I wrote an op-ed about this I'm remembering it now <laughs> yeah I was just thinking about that I was gonna say hey, you wrote about this I did that I'll put that in the show notes but I I like how it it ended up not bothering me that the men are centered because the entire game, if you play as a good person, is about Vincent kind of learning to be a better person and learning to take that next step in his life and kind of grow up and take the next step and also helping these men who are afflicted by the curse. Like a lot of them are victims of abuse and a lot of like they've been through some shit and it's like helping them realize oh, I have been shitty to the women in my life and I need to start treating them better. And that, like, if you if you play the game a certain way, that is the arc that you get and that's how I played it. So it's not a game that I would be like, play this game, it's such a feminist text. But I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's such a feminist text. Also, the that's pu- why I talk in my and daily life. the puzzles life. are fun. Even though they're, they're hard, so they're fun. fun. They're really oh, fun. God. Um, well, let's move on to another, another game that someone is playing. Tell me. Ashley. So I started playing (laughs) Persona 5 New Game Plus, and I will tell you why I decided to play a 100-hour game twice. Um, So last week I I had to miss out. Um, My grandmother passed away, and I I took the week off, um, and I was just kind of obviously in this massive state of grief, and I really needed a game that um, I could be, one, fully immersed in, and two, the most important one that just, like, was not really stressful in any way, shape, or form. So that obviously meant that I took a break from Overwatch for a (sighs) bit. Um, So I started it, um, and this time around, I downloaded, there's a Japanese language pack you can download for free. Um, So I used that because I just was curious to hear what the Japanese voices sounded like. Um, and you know, if you do new game plus, you have your social stats carry over your confidant ranks do not, uh, you have the same equipment, but I felt like it was kind of cheating to like use super powerful equipment. Um, anyway, I started playing that again and like, it's, (laughs) I was talking to Chelsea yesterday and I mentioned it. Like I framed it as like I have a confession to make, (laughs) and so I, I played it and I told her where I was and she was like. Oh my god. That the fact that I got there in a week. But to be fair with the exception of 2 days for like funeral and traveling, um I pretty much like was not leaving my apartment that much and like not really moving a lot. And so that kind of Also like if you if you're maxing out your stats are higher, I think that there's certain things that would just go faster. I don't think it's yeah, going to be Yeah. I mean, hours. I fast forwarded through all the cutscenes, like anything you could possibly do, which is like funny because there are some uh, segments where like you're looking at your phone and you're looking at like at the group text messages that come in, and sometimes you can fast forward those, so you just hear like beep beep beep, oh. and then it's done. And then I was just like, man, I wish I could do that in real life. Just fast forward through all these freaking text messages and then just get God. to the point. But yeah, I'm having a good time again, despite the fact that a lot of good games came out this year that I need to play for Game of the Year. Oh but I was God. like, no, I'll just play Persona 5 twice. Don't worry about it. I like how, uh, like, two months ago, I was like, I'm going to get so ahead on Game of the Year stuff. That mm. didn't happen. No. Now now we're in the danger we are, time. Yeah, we're in the danger oh, zone. Oh, God, you're right. God. Uh-oh. So you're basically just doing the, the battles? 
in Persona 5? Yeah, just going through battles, going through the story. Um, it's surprisingly soothing. I realize like I don't really have a comfort game, like a comfort food game, yeah. whatever. Um, and I guess this game is totally it. Um, I think I could have, you know, done something more open world, like say like Breath of the Wild, which I still haven't started, which oh. I must. Um, yeah, I know. Danger zone. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I think like, again, that kind of gives me a lot of anxiety because I haven't played a Zelda game in a long time. Yeah. It, I mean, I a comfort, you can't have a comfort game that you haven't played That's what before. I mean. I don't yeah. want to go into like uncharted territory with that. And uncharted. I just was like, ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm actually surprised. Like, I, I do like the Japanese voices a lot. I think Japanese Ryuji voice is not as great as the English one. He's too toned down. I like him kind of like, yeah, <laughs> like pretty crazy. <laughs> and oddly enough, the two Morganas sound very similar. It's really great. I think the person who voices Morgana in Japanese is the person who voices Pikachu. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty <gasps> sure it's the same person. Whoa. That's fun. That's facts. amazing. Is there one voice that is better? In Japanese? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Haru's voice. Oh, Haru's. Because, like, in English, she sounds like this. She sounds really worried. But, no, she has, like, a completely normal voice in Japanese, and I'm <laughs> super, super glad, because I thought she would have the same, like, breathy, high-pitched Dude, voice. the voice stuff. So, playing Catherine, you realize all the Persona yep. English stuff yep. all uses it, because it's uh, Kamakami, the teacher, that's her name, right? Yeah. Um, she is Catherine with a K. Oh! In, yeah, and Synergy. the the narrator <laughs> is Sojiro, oh, oh, oh. which is great because I love oh, Sojiro. What? Wow. Yeah. So there was a lot of there's a lot of synergy. Synergy. Oh wait. Uh, besides that, wow! I can't believe I totally forgot. I got so steeped in my my unending grief that I forgot I played PUBG for the first time. Oh yeah, this you week. did. You and were on I finally squad. got to honk. You got to honk. What else happened to you? I also, at the very last minute, got the chicken dinner, despite never killing anyone <laughs> ever. Um, why? Because everyone was killing each other, and I was very far away, and I was trying to drive there. Um, I was, of course, like alone and just like beeping. <laughs> and then I tried to like do a sick jump over this hill, but my car got stuck, <laughs> and so it kept kind of like revving. And I couldn't go forward or backward, so I couldn't try again. And then all of a sudden, the screen was just like winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> I was like, wow! So you oh can never God. play PUBG again. I can't top that. No, I mean, two best things <laughs> happened to you. You honked and you won. I honked so much I... that I think after a certain point, the game like wouldn't let me, so I had to wait. A couple Wait, seconds. how long were you playing? How long did this last? Like an hour. Yeah, like an, an hour. hour of just you. Yeah, no, but I, I wasn't honking the whole time because I couldn't find a car for the whole time. It was so just it was like, mostly you running, trying, trying to find, find a car, car by yeah. yourself, then finding a car, honking, Chris and getting stuck. Drove me around in a buggy for a while. <gasps> oh. Then I tried to drive him, but I crashed into a tree, and Griffin saw it, and then I was embarrassed. And then I found a car, and then. Oh, yeah, and then I ran someone over. That was the only person I killed. Oh. Um, was it but, someone, just a random person or someone from our... I think it was like a zombie, maybe. Oh. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was a person. I don't know. Um, but next time I play, I, I really want to suggest to Russ that we do like a, if we can, do like a car-only battle. And have I it be so like want to do Max car battle. And just like... Car jousting. Yeah, just like <gasps> ram oh your God. cars into each other. What if 
there was a person driving the car and then a person leaning out the window with a gun and it was jousting. Yeah, but yeah. with guns. Yeah, oh my God, we're doing it. We okay, do we it. have to, uh, podcast canceled. I have to DM Russ right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Allegra, what are you playing? Um, I actually played a lot of random stuff in the last couple yeah. days or week or whatever. Uh, so on the flight home from Germany, Deutschland. Uh, Welcome back, by the way. Thanks. Uh, I played Drill Dozer, which I bought for $30, even though it's a Game Boy Advance game, uh, in the year 2017. And I was playing it on my DS Lite. And that game is really, really cute and fun. Uh, it has is it a, worth $30? It was worth $30. It is by Game Freak, who makes Pokemon. Um, it's one of their like rare few non-Pokemon games. And all every single like Game Freak game I've ever played, including Pokemon, obviously, is really awesome and just like really unique and cool. And I love the art style. And this one's cool because it has like a built-in rumble pack, which is it still works. Like this is a used copy um, and it still works. It's like a really strong rumble and like it rumbles all the time. So basically the point of this game is you're this girl named Jill and she has like a huge like drill that she, Oh my God. I just realized Jill. And wow. Um, <laughs> I just realized. Anyway, she has this huge drill thing vehicle that she like drives around in and she's trying to like drill through different places to recover this diamond that was stolen she's like a bounty hunter with a little group of bounty hunters and so you're when you're like drilling through walls and stuff it rumbles and it's so fun because like you're just drilling the whole time so it's just rumbling (laughs) like oh this feels so nice in my hands um and it's just like really it's kind of like kirby-esque where you can go in different directions it's mostly like a side scroller and it's pretty simplistic but it's just like really fun in that way like it's just kind of really repetitive and like cheerful love to drill and rumble yes I, Jill. I love just like that nice drilling feeling um so That's it's just cute. it's really cute and fun it got weirdly hard so i stopped playing Wait, what are you playing point. it on a ds light oh yeah best console ever uh yeah so that game was really rad and then uh, producer Pat, I was hanging out with him and he played all of Metal Slug, which is a game when also I was in Seattle when I bought Drill Dozer. And when I was there at the used game store, this guy was like, oh, you should totally play Metal Slug, which is nothing like Drill Dozer, but just you should play it. Um, and I was like, OK, I want to. And so we played all of that. And that game is really rad. Why does Metal Slug keep coming up in my life lately? It might be me mentioning it repeatedly. Why do you keep talking about Metal Slug? <laughs> um, it was just so cool. Like, So basically it has like these really fluid hand-drawn animations and it's just like super beautiful like when you kill people they all like let out this really horrible like ear piercing scream but just like the way that they like explode like it's just (laughs) like they literally can explode it just like it's so it's just fluid like I overheard you talking about death animations earlier today is this what you were talking about yeah like the death animations are really wild I love to eavesdrop on you without joining (laughs) in the conversation I know that my conversations are very fascinating Um, so yeah it's just like this really really pretty game from 1996 and it's still like breathtakingly pretty it's also really short it's like an hour long Uh, and the ending is just like shockingly sad because the whole thing is just like very action movie like you know 80s war film-esque it's not about a slug is it there's no slug there are no, no slugs. No, the slugs are it's from a, your gun. I'm sorry. There are no slugs. I pictured a titanium snail. That's the knockoff copy wow. that I will make. Titanium snail. <laughs> yeah. You guys enjoy your metal slugs. Ashley and I are going to play titanium snail yeah. all night long. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, well, just if you're going to copy metal slug for titanium snail, please keep the ending, which is really beautiful and sad, where you just see all the dead bodies of the soldiers that you killed. Like, it's just Spoiler pans. alert. <laughs> Spoiler for a freaking... A, 
actually, okay, it's 21 years old. I'm really bad at math. And every time I have to do math for like the 90s, I'm always like, oh, it's 11 years old. It came out in 96. God. Nope. Um, Never nope. speak. But yeah, so like it just pans over all the dead bodies and it's just really sad where you're like, oh God, I did all of that carnage. All these people are dead. I'm doing some math really quick. It's 21. It's 21. I said The same that. age as my favorite Korean pop star. <laughs> Who you mistakenly typoed as 12 and we got really alarmed. He's not 12. <laughs> I just found out my favorite K-pop star turned 12. Yeah, and, and like there was a silence and I was like, what? He's never been 12 in his life. All right, let's talk. I oh my, I'm play. I play. Okay, I played one goddamn thing, and it was one round of Overwatch Deathmatch, the new Deathmatch mode. And then I got too stressed out, and I stopped because I had a theory that Deathmatch would be good for trying out characters that you are too shy to play in quick play. Because quick play, you know, you have to be part of a team and work together and be good at your job. And so I said, I'm going to play Hanzo in Deathmatch. Oh, God. Which why my logic here was he can climb things. And also he like when you hit people with arrows, they tend to die quickly. And what I did not factor in was that the fire rate for his arrows is quite slow. Yeah. Unless you're just like popping them off and then they do like zero damage. Um, And also he is slow. Unless he's climbing, but it's still fair. It just, like, picks you right off, right off the wall, and you blow up and you die several times. Um, so that was very fun, but also stressful, but also surprisingly fun. And I did not get last place. And I think that that's the takeaway that we need to... That's the one in you know, uh, Widowmaker's, like, castle. Chateau Gia. So <laughs> I... Do you remember that thing that was circulating? It was, like, from Tumblr. Shut so, like, Gia. in this spawn room, like, you know, players destroy stuff. Yeah. That they're doing that. And then there's, it just pans over to Widowmaker sobbing, like, stop, this is my house! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Please, I did stop. see that. Oh, fuck, I love the idea that she just like invited them over oh, for a barbecue yeah. and they just destroy stuff before killing everyone, each other in her house. Everyone just gets really mad at each other. God, that is so sad. They who, literally kill each other. Who started the fight? Soldier. I feel like it'd be no. someone really surprised. I feel like it would be Reinhardt. I feel like he would say some shit. Oh, what if someone he, would get mad? What if he accidentally knocked over a table with his big knees? He probably did. <laughs> Where <laughs> someone didn't like get enough food, so they just mm. destroy a whole table. <laughs> Reinhardt ate all the food, and then Mercy tries to whap him with her staff, and then it all. It oh, it was off. a food fight a turned food into fight. a real fight. Oh my god! And everyone's dead in her house. I would <laughs> pay for an Overwatch food fight. Oh my god, me too. Mode. Jeff Kaplan, or, if you're listening, please. Overwatch cooking game. Overwatch cooking, mama. Okay, let's talk about some news. Who wants to talk about legendary dogs? <laughs> yeah, who added that? Was that you? I or? added that because I thought you might want to talk about I how talk there about... are new legend. The legendary dogs are in Pokemon oh, Go. Oh, that's who what you meant. Talk about oh my god! Wait, which one? Dogs? Ew. I thought it was like Balto. Wait, I'm looking at a picture at Balto one. Balto is in... a legendary dog. Like, it's Balto. It's um. Hachiko? Hachiko. Yes. Yeah, Balto, Wait, Hachiko, Rin Tin Tin. Rin Tin Tin. Yeah, those are the three Pokemon. Yes. Which one? Let's play a game. Okay. okay. There is one that I'm looking at right now. This is from Pokemon Go, you know, Legendary Dog. Uh, that looks like a 
it could be a walrus, but bees stung its cheeks really <laughs> badly. And it got sewn onto the body of a cab driver tiger. Which oh one God. is this? That's Raikou. What the fuck is Raikou? <laughs> Raikou's the electric type legendary dog. But what? It looks like a walrus. It's a dog. <laughs> it is a what dog, Ashley, clearly. A dog? It has hooves. Okay, no so here's, snout. here's the thing about the it legendary dog. It has triangulate hooves. Ew. Triangulate. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so two of the, sorry, hold up. Two of these dogs have paws, and this shitty dog <laughs> has walrus teeth and triangulate hooves <laughs> like a dinosaur. You know how dinosaurs have those little hard toes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has got the hard toes of a dinosaur. Raikou is the the least popular of the dogs, I will say. It's not a Good. dog. And that's why he's my favorite of the dogs. Because he deserves the love. Um, so, yeah, the legendary dogs are from Pokemon Gold and Silver, best Pokemon games. And they are like, okay, so every Pokemon game has like a legendary like pack. So in the first Pokemon games, it's Moltres, Articuno, Zapdos. <laughs> dogs also have packs. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon cards have packs. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> in Johto, the sec- like the region from Gold and Silver, there are these legendary dogs. And the concept behind them is like they roam the world. So basically every time you run into them, you like you can track them on a map. But if you get near them, like if you're intentionally trying to follow them and you get near them, they will flee. So if you like run into them in a wild Pokemon battle, they will immediately flee unless you like put them to sleep or paralyze them. So it's really, really, really hard to catch them. So that's why it's a really big deal that they're in the game now, because like that's they're like some of the hardest legendaries to get. Um, so now they're in Pokemon Go, which was a very surprise release that Allegra saw on the train this morning and was really angry about. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, basically the way this is going to work is, like, each continent is only going to have one of the dogs for what? a month. And oh, then they're going to rotate. They, they run away. Yeah. So I think I right like now that. in America, I think we have Raikou right now. Wow. He's the legendary dog we deserve. (laughs) He's the one we deserve. He's the only one we'll ever get. What if Raikou destroyed all American cities? I would be. No, I wouldn't. I live in an American city. I'm not okay with that. Raikou needs to step off. With I'm his really toes. sad that you guys are hating on poor triangulate who's okay, Raikou. Give it an hour and I will feel bad for Raikou and he will become my favorite, just like Poplio became my favorite. So <laughs> Exactly. He will I be another one with... of your shitty sons. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Raikou did nothing wrong except destroy every American city. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a cool story this week that I want to talk about, even though it's not at all news. It is, in fact, the definition it's of old, old news. <laughs> it's old. Okay, so I, for the re-release of Night Trap, I wanted to do, like, a trivia video, and so I started digging into the game, and I found an interview with uh, one of the developers, Rob Fulop, talking about how the reception to Night Trap was so, so terrible. It was a schlocky B-movie FMV, and it was dragged before the Senate. Uh, everyone said, uh, this is a horrible violent game and it's turning children into murderers. And um, it indirectly, along with Mortal Kombat, led to the creation of the ESRB because Congress was like, oh, snap, video games, which are for kids, have the sexy images and the violence? This cannot stand. Um that Senate trial is hilarious. It's on YouTube and you can watch it, which I did. Um, so I found out the developer, Rob Fulop, after this horrible, <laughs> having this horrible experience where the game that he made was like talked at shit about uh, in the media, 
decided to make a cute and fun and happy game and made dogs and then cats, which became, of course, pets with a Z, which were the pet simulators that I played as a small child. When you said he made dogs, like my immediate thought was that he created the animal dogs. He birthed a dog. (laughs) When God said no more violent video games, he made dogs. Rob made dogs. (laughs) God deputized Rob Fulop (laughs) to create dogs, and that's how evolution works. Science says it's so. Um, Did any of you play these games when you were kids? No. Oh, my no, God. Oh, my God. Okay, I guarantee there's a listener out there who did. But basically, they were you adopted a dog and you, uh, multiple dogs and cats, and you could go to different rooms and pet them and play with them, and then they could have puppies and kittens. And so you could just basically have infinite dogs and cats. Basically, what I would do is I would get, like, make puppies, and then I would fast-forward my computer clock, like, three or four days so the dog or cat would have the puppy or kitten. There really needs to be, like, a good general word for those fur babies. Nope, not that one. <laughs> Don't use that, that one. Just say babies! Just have their babies. But they're, they're spawn. The baby animal. <laughs> I don't. I was just like so obsessed with breeding, and then there was this huge online community. Ashley just made a horrible face. They didn't uh, look. Wait, but did you have to force them? Yeah. Together? Did you have no, to like click on one no, and click on another like and be like natural. breed? Yes. They would fall in love. Would they? Yeah. And then do okay. they go behind a curtain? Like what? Okay, listen. This was very embarrassing. How did for sex me as a child. work in pets? I will tell you all about sex pets. Um, nope. There was a spray, a love spray. What? A love spray. Yes, a love spray. And you, if you could, you just put them in the room together. They're, you know, and they can interact with each other. And then you spray them, and eventually they will fall in love. And then they stand together in the middle of the screen, and a big heart pops up that says, "Congratulations." There was a huge online community where people would like make their own kennel clubs. And that you could mod the dogs basically to make there were five breeds or so in the first game, and people would mod them to make them look like different breeds. So you could basically make like any breed of dog through modding. And there was this huge modding community, um, and it was awesome. People made dragons also. Whoa! And this is what I did when I was a small child. I wait. So could you make the dragons fuck the dogs? <laughs> Do you have to use the word fuck? I believe it's make love. <laughs> <laughs> the dragons true. make love with the dogs if you have the dragon mod. I think if you had a dragon and it was originally a dog, you could breed those two animals. Game of Thrones season eight. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, me neither. That's a bad Wait, wait, wait. I want to talk about a great deal tale from the story. Yeah. Because, like, um, this whole thing was modded off a fighting game system, not why I'm bringing it up, because the fighting game was called Balls with a Z, which I was like, okay, why would you name a game that? Why? the characters were made out of balls. Still. <laughs> Wait, did the guy who made pets, did he also make balls? Uh, balls was in development with the studio, which is PF Magic, and... Uh, Balls, I don't think, was ever released, but they used the technology behind it, the character modeling technology, to make the dogs and cats. This actually sounds really fascinating. It is really fascinating. Yeah. You should read my story. You should read Simone's story. And watch the video, which is good. Yeah. It's like a shorter version of the story. I have a special announcement. Um, We're looking for a games reporter. Polygon oh. is hiring a games reporter. Um, And I'm going to have the link in the show notes, but basically it's a... 
uh, New York slash uh, Bay Area potentially based position, and you can or L A or L A or L A. No, that's a good note. Um, and you can read more about it. Uh, there's a post on our website, and then also if you look up Vox Media Jobs, uh, it should be listed under Polygon on the the careers page. So you should check that out if you've uh, if you are curious about. What that might entail. And I read your cover letters, so make it good. Make it really, really Put good. Put in a lot of glitter gifts. Yes. Put in some puppies, not mating. Baby animals. I mean, Just I don't know. Pups. You can only update, upload doc files, so I guess you could still do that. Yeah. Word Maybe art. Word art. art. Word art. I'm so sorry. You're going to get so much word art now. <laughs> Honestly, that may be a good change. Chelsea, are there any big no-no's? That you would say hey, about. Don't call me Miss Chelsea. Let's start. <laughs> wow. There. That's Let's a ter- <gasps> Miss Chelsea. Dear Miss Chelsea. A thing Chelsea. that has happened already. Do not. No, do what about Miss Stark? Would you be uh, cool with that? Lady Stark. <laughs> Lady Stark. Only Lady Stark. Only acceptable <laughs> answer. Yeah, no. I was like, Miss Chelsea. As Chris, as Chris pointed out, he's like, are you teaching preschool? <laughs> it absolutely sounds like that. Or like, I, it has bad connotations for me. Okay. Moving on to emails. Emails. This one's from Ross. If you were in a video game dying and found a Coca-Cola Zero Sugar TM in a trash can, knowing it would give you HP, would you press A to drink? Ooh. <sighs> you know what? If this is like if, if this is like a Bioshock esque game where you absolutely need to just loot the shit out of things to survive, yes, I would press A to drink, but not in real life because it's not on my taste buds. I would press A to drink because I would be looting the trash can and I would just be button mashing, accepting everything, and that's <laughs> how you accidentally get very drunk in video games. Yeah, but I never learn my lesson. That's, you I eat all that, that moldy fruit and then. Yeah. You- are you like me? Like, I always am just pressing the A button. Yeah, the constantly. Whatever loot I'm over. Yeah, that's how I get overburdened in Witcher all the time. I'm like, why, do, why am I so overburdened? You gotta be why selective. Oh, I have 5,000 pounds of papers? Okay. <laughs> They're all repeats of each other? Cool. <laughs> I love to throw shit away. I had a revelation in Europe, which maybe it just be that European sodas taste better, they but do. Coke Zero Sugar in Europe tastes okay. <gasps> In I Europe, it. yeah, you should have brought a can back. Yeah, I, I should have. About that. Yeah. I should have, but I didn't want to check my bag. Understand? Fair. Okay. This is from Matt. Loving the show so far. Having a positive, fun, and women-driven gaming show in my podcast feed every week is a wonderful thing. Thank you, Matt. Unfortunately, it's been over a week now, and I still can't get my head around Allegra's million-screen viewing <laughs> habits because it's such a polar opposite to my own setup. Single screen, no sound interference from anything else, no talking. It led me to a question, though. Does everyone else have any weird gaming time rituals or preferences? For me, subtitles are always on. If it's a really good game, I play sitting on the floor like when I was a kid, and I always let the end credits play through fully as a way to thank the developers. How about you? Yeah, I do the same thing. I also let the end credits roll as like a kind of a thank you. I do feel guilty. Yeah, if I plus like sometimes there's a bonus scene at the end. Um, What I also do is. Yes, I put on the subtitles. Why, most of the time, if I'm playing a game, my PS4 sounds like it is about to rocket off into mm. space. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll, <laughs> I'll miss some like keywords and like a cutscene. I'm like, what? 
wait, what? And then I'll spend like the next 15 minutes agonizing. Like, did I miss a key plot point or something? I do that in books too, but I I don't have subtitles. You put subtitles on for books. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it takes me so long to read things. (laughs) I'm looking for the subtitle button in my book. Also, another weird ritual has is like if the better the game is, I think... Once I know I am about to approach the final boss, I will leave it alone for like a month. And yep. then there's a 50% chance that I forget about it. Yes. I'm trying to get better about that and just like finish it. But why? Is, is it because do. you don't want it to end? Yeah. It's like a weird like preservation thing, which is like stupid because most of the time you'll forget about it. I always the did game. that as a kid because like I couldn't get that many games because I didn't have any money and then my parents didn't want to buy me games. So like to extend the like value yeah. of that game, the one game I'm going to have for three months, I would just not beat it ever. Wow. And then I just never ever would beat anything. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to replay? No. I never want to replay. No. No. You Who fool. does that? I do that with TV shows, uh, which is really unfortunate. So I love the show Due South. Uh, I watched it when I was in middle school. Middle school, which was many years ago. I watched the first part of the, the finale, which is a two-parter. So I watched part one. And then I stopped. And I still have not finished Due South. <laughs> It's okay. a two-parter. I, I don't understand this compulsion because I am so bad. If I get obsessed or just, like, into a thing, I have to finish it. And, like, with, you know, putting anything else on the, like, back burner. And it's it's very much, like, like Persona has been a problem. that I'm yeah. so mad that I was, like, basically not at home all of August. Persona, I think, was, like, the one exception where I did that. I think I held off for maximum, like, three days. And I was like, okay, no. I got to do it. I got to do you it. gotta. And here we are. Here we playing are. Playing it again. Putting 200 hours of my life into this game. That's a good game. Yeah, I don't do that with books, but I definitely do that with TV. This question is from Bailey. Hey, Polygon Farm. I meant to type fam, but the autocorrect gave me an excellent transition <laughs> to my question, which is, what foods do you associate with certain video games? For example, I ate a lot of Velveeta mac and cheese on summer nights where I played Endless Splatoon and almost forgot to eat dinner. Thanks for the great podcast. Best. The yellow ink is cheese from NC. <laughs> I love that email. Yes. Mm. Yes. Is there any food that you associate with certain video games? Um, so I I still love Animal Crossing, but when I was a kid, like my friends would come over and we would play Animal Crossing on the GameCube because my town was like my sister and my like shared character, and then we put like our three best friends in the other three houses. Uh, so then they would like come over and play their own character, uh, and we really liked these like ice cream bars that my mom would always buy. Dove chocolate. It was like Dove bars. I think they were just called dub bars. And they were so freaking good. It was just like chocolate coating and then vanilla ice cream. Uh, And so we would just like eat dub bars and play Animal Crossing and it was so freaking fun. But as you guys know, I don't really like dairy or anything. And that's because of dove bars because we used to eat so much dove bars that one day. And I used to also drink a lot of milk. So one time, like, I played Animal Crossing. My friends went home and I just kept going. No. And I'm so scared. I had five glasses of milk and I think three dove bars. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I threw up all over the place. And that is why I don't drink you milk or eat ice cream. dairy queen. <laughs> Young and sweet. <laughs> So I heavily associate Animal Crossing wow. with a food I 
also heavily associate with vomit. So, okay. Even though I love Animal Crossing a, so much. What a great story. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I had a, not a similar experience at all, but I used to play Zumbinis all the time. Logical Journey of the Zumbinis at my friend's house. And we, you know, we'd play it at sleepovers. And for some reason, she always had certain foods that I was not allowed to have, which were Sunny D and I think blueberry waffles, blueberry <gasps> Eggo waffles. Oh, yeah. But those are so good. Wait, they who wouldn't so let you eat them? Your parents? My mom, yeah. Oh, okay. Or my parents, yeah. <laughs> I won't blame my mom. <laughs> dad was fine with it. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> and, um, God, what, pudding cups. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I would eat so many of those things. I think I ate like six of them one day at her house. I didn't get sick, though, because I have a titanium slug stomach. Um, yeah, so we'd stay up all night and we'd play Zumbinis. And then I would write a newspaper called Booger Weekly about yeah. the Zumbinis and their journey and to, to let people know what was happening with them. So I I wish that I still had those. <laughs> those sound so yeah. good. I would love, love to read those. So would I. Booger I would really like to know what was going on there. Anyway, Chelsea, do you have any? I just feel like I can only associate. I'm like thinking about a lot of junk food, like fruit roll-ups. Yeah. You know what food I like to eat during video games is uh, Marie Callender's turkey pot pies. <laughs> oh, got to get that second plug. Get that second plug money. I don't. I mean, yeah. Now I just eat the same snacks that I eat normally, but I always feel like I'm I'm like eating snacks or something i don't know yeah. you gotta it's hard to eat in game though because your hands are kind of full mm-hmm. so you have to be hand fed by the actors that you pay to lounge around your home uh, does that happen to you guys mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's hard when they're busy though you know doing their acting jobs and they can't feed you hand feed you in your home that's why i only use washed up actors that's a good solution C-listers. you got kevin bacon there in your home yeah i got <laughs> is kevin bacon i got a bleak up. as I got a less famous Sheen in here. Sheen brother, we each have a Sheen brother. I get get Emilio. No, no, I love Emilio. (laughs) We're all gonna fight over Emilio. You know what, Chelsea? You can have Emilio every other weekend. Okay, and then we'll just share him out. I like him to feed me grapes. This question's from Beto. Hi, the Polygon Show. Greetings from Mexico. In a world where the vast majority of the internet users have some level of depression, true, I wanted to thank you for giving me one hour of pure joy and laughter. That is so nice. My question, now that Square Enix and Ubisoft have revealed that my fan fiction between pretty boys and assassins is a reality, (laughs) I wanted to ask you, what two video game franchises would you love to see making a crossover in the same vein as this announcement? Once again, thanks for bringing positive vibes Every week. Uh, so that is in reference, of course, to the Festival of the Assassins in Final Fantasy XV, which is amazing. I have to admit, even though I like initially recoiled at the idea, they look really good. They, they look do really look really You know good. why? Because those assassin outfits are really good. They're, yeah. really They're just good. objectively attractive on mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's such me. a random crossover. It is. Like, it was yes, really surprising. Very unexpected. Yeah, but it does work super well, for sure. So Ubisoft is like horny like for Nintendo and Square Enix. Yes. 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 I mean, there's a, yeah, we have the rabbits but aren't crossover we all? this week. Yeah. Who isn't? God, right? well, okay, crossovers, crossovers. Uh... Um, I was thinking it makes perfect sense to mix Persona with Kirby because that's what Kirby already Per Kirby. Does. What? Per Kirby. Per Kirby. Persona. Kirby. 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 Kirby
Cursona? Cursona. Oh, yeah. yeah. Curse. Because he's already kind of taking, though he doesn't have a persona mask. He just eats people. But he could have a mask. He could have a mask. Why don't you make Kirby a persona? <gasps> is yes. that how it would work? Would it be like persona yes. like the teenagers and then like they all a teenager is like oh my god my latent strength blah 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 rips off the mask blood pours out of her face and Kirby looms overhead <laughs> as a giant balloon I know exactly how this would work and then that persona's power you'd play it and then it would steal the power of the enemy monster yeah yeah I, and free snacks. I think that, yeah, just personas, but they're Nintendo characters, because I want Bowser to be my persona. Oh, yeah, I like that. Oh, like I a want melee to thing. be mine. He yeah. just goes around yelling, waving his arms, looking for treasure. No attacks. Just... Vaping. Yeah, I like a Super Smash <laughs> persona idea. Yeah. Oh, that'd be oh. cool. Yeah. Oh, Smash is, Smash is already the, ma- the biggest crossover yeah. in the world. You yeah. can put anything in there. I keep thinking of things that are already existing. I was like, Animal Crossing in Smash. Wait. <laughs> Villager. Villager's already there. Final Fantasy VII in Smash. No. Wow. Animal Crossing, Crossing in SimCity. Hear me out. What about Bayonetta in Smash? Oh. Wouldn't that oh. be wild? Oh, that would be so wild. God. In 2015. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Sorry, what was the thing that you said that was actually a good idea? No, Animal Crossing in SimCity. Oh. <gasps> So you have the you just make a better city builder, but you also have your cute animals. You can buy toilets in that game. That's the only thing I know about that game, and that's why I'm interested. <laughs> anyway, what's the? There's different. There's different colors. I saw it on, 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 on Imager. There's a gold one. There's a silver one. There's a bronze one. And then you can just go toilet shopping. Also, you can sit on them. I think I sent this to you because yeah. I was trying to sell you on Animal like, Crossing. You can just have an entire room that's just toilet. That's amazing. This is from Sebastian. Hello, Polygon Show crew. Sebastian, you have the same name as my cousin. Every episode of the show so far has been great, and it's been a treat to listen. You four are a force for good in the world. Maybe chaotic good. Yeah. Like you, I am a journalist, so I have a journalism-adjacent question. If you could interview any video game character ever, who would you choose? Jacob Fry. Example, I think talking (laughs) to my PUBG character who has lived through countless cycles of plane birth, desperate violence, and death about the meaning of life would be super interesting. I got really excited when I was reading that because it is a super interesting idea. You should write fan fiction. Rules are pretty simple. You can pick any character ever, and it would be a typical sit-down interview. Looking forward to future episodes. Sebastian. Yes... Yes. Sorry. <laughs> the idea of interviewing a character that doesn't have a like in-game personality is so interesting to me because you really just have to go off the context of whatever the frick is happening to them. Yeah. Slippy Toad. Slippy Toad. Slippy Toad, the Star Fox character that always has the Captain worst time. Toad. Also Captain Toad. But no, Slippy Toad his his character yeah. always has the worst time. He always like tries to be st- as tough as the rest of Star Fox and then like gets shot off to another planet. Oh no. Yeah. Oh my god, he's probably had amazing adventures. Yeah. Trying to get home. Yeah. From the other planets. I feel like he's not as respected as the rest of the Star Fox crew. So he might be like a really interesting, sympathetic Yadma, probably. But But you could paint him in a new light. A new light. Oh yeah. A new face of Slippy Toad. Slippy Toad. Is that his full name or is that like a hot nickname? I think that's his real name, right? Yeah, it's 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 they're like basically name Animal, peppy hair, 
Falco Lombardi. Falco Lombardi. <laughs> Fox McCloud. <laughs> Sky Wolf. Um, I think, okay, everyone hates this game, but I think I would interview the, like, you can't even see this character, but the player character from No Man's Sky? Oh. Kind of in the PUBG vein, because like That's there's cool. you know six quintillion planets or whatever in No yeah. Man's Sky, so it would be super fascinating to like talk about like you're essentially on an infinite adventure through space. Like, what are the awesome things you've like discovered? That's, mm. I really I liked that game. Yeah. I know a lot of people didn't, but like that's what I really liked, like the discovery yeah. of it. Even if all the planets weren't super different, but just like the idea of like treading through space alone, having mm-hmm. to learn all these different languages for theoretically years and years, millennia. Like that's super fascinating. Yeah. In the vein of what I was talking about earlier, I I have to interview the Zumbinis as a feature for my uh, <laughs> for Booger my Weekly weekly yeah paper Booger Weekly. Which I feel like I should mention was named for a rock formation in the game that had a green crystal hanging out of it. And it looked like a nose with a big green crystal booger. So that is, that's the origin of the name of the paper. So don't judge me. The Zumbinis are a, a people that have been through a lot. When the bloats <laughs> invaded their land... I don't know anything. They had to leave. leave. The next hour is just Simone defending Zumbini. Zumbini talk. For no reason. (laughs) This has been Um, the Zumbini show. (laughs) Oh, I have an answer for mine. Uh, It would be Ultros from various Final Fantasies. If you don't know what Ultros is, he's like a very weird kind of giant octopus creature that comes out and... uh, Sign me up. He just... He has a time. He's... Totally weird. Uh, he kind of fucks up, and you sort of feel bad for him. And I feel like you're just talking about me right now, Aww. and I don't big, appreciate it. Did big, dumb, sad octopus. No, he's a... Uh... <laughs> no! No, I was referring to our big, dumb duck, no, Simone. It's, it's Simone's an inside joke. big, dumb duck Oh, either. my God, whatever. It's in our Slack channel. We know it's a joke. We love Simone. We love Simone. Anyway... <laughs> Octopus talk. Uh, He's really octotalk. great. Octopus. <gasps> we have to end the show now. We have to start a band right now. Okay. Wow. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Polygon Show. Uh, find our band, Talktopus, uh, at talktopus.polygon.com. And please check out our new weekly periodical, Booger, Booger Weekly, Weekly, where I Simone interview Zumbini's Zub- fan site. I'll ask you later. I don't know what Zoom beanies look like. I'll tell you all about them now on iPad and iOS devices. Um, But actually, talktopost.com, when I said that, you should have heard review our show on Apple Podcasts because that is the thing that helps us get seen by people and it helps us know that we are loved. But we have to get to 6969 reviews. Yeah, we do. That's it's very true. important. And then never First we'll hit again. 666, then we'll hit 6969 and every day we are one step closer to that. So please, please do all 6969 of you. Let us know your feelings. And if you would like your email read on the show, you should email polygonshow at polygon.com. You could make the list. And then if you don't make the list, you might even end up in an email only episode, which we will record at some point. And it will, we could do that for literally the rest of our lives because we get so many good emails from y'all. So polygonshow at polygon.com. And thank you for listening to The Polygon Show. Cool.